I chose William Peace University because of the small class sizes. I feel that you get more one-on-one -on -one time with teachers, with class sizes like about 16 per teacher. You can really get that one-on-one -on -one help a lot of students need. A 12 to one student to faculty ratio is just one of the many reasons students choose William Peace University. Extra attention starts day one for career planning with their Career Services Center. Find out all they have to offer at peace.edu. You know what I'm gonna call it today? False Enthusiasm Friday. <laughs> okay. False Enthusiasm. In college, we used to have False Enthusiasm Wednesdays. That was one of our coaches' things. All right. With his logic being, if you just ran around pretending to be excited and hooting and hollering and big high fives and chest bumps, eventually you would just actually be excited. Mm -hmm. So he picked like that middle of the, the week day where it was kind of a grind. At a certain point in the season, it became the only day you wore full pads at practice. And it was just false enthusiasm Wednesday. So you'd... you'd you know, break the huddle, Whoa, and you go, you know, smack a defensive guy in the head and run away. Uh, that's what quarterbacks did. We were pests. Um, but now that's basically what I'm hearing, I think, from from Dave Canales, the, the head coach of the Panthers, which is he's going to bring energy that is infectious, right? It's almost like even if you're not enthusiastic about the day, when you see someone hooting and hollering and, and getting excited, it's hard not to. Kind of takes that from Pete Carroll, right? Pete Carroll for years in Seattle, seemed like nobody loved being a head coach in the NFL more than he did, right? There were there were coaches that did very well, like the Belichicks of the world, that seemed like nobody disliked being a head coach in the NFL more than he did, uh, but, but it worked. Pete Carroll was the opposite, right? He looked like every day he woke up like, can you believe I get to do blank? I get to go coach Richard Sherman and Earl Thomas, and like that's what Pete Carroll would do. Dave Canales is waking up right now going, can you believe I get to coach whoever I decide to replace most of these guys on the yeah. Carolina Panthers? with? No, Bryce Young and Brian Burns and Derek Brown. And maybe a completely changed over roster by the time his contract is up. The details are going to keep coming out on how this happened, right? Uh Hopefully, we get more details on the entire hiring process. Uh, but the contract has been reported as a six-year contract for Dave Canales. Now, that is very, very rare in length for a first-time head coach. If you have a guy that's a little bit more proven, a little bit more leverage, they usually work their way into a longer-term deal, right? Somebody that's highly sought after. Dave Canales being a first-time head coach who was not – the Ben Johnson of this offseason, who seemingly everybody wanted to be their coach. A six-year deal is significant. A six-year contract for Dave Canales is a great first step for David Tepper. And here's my relentless optimism. Here's my enthusiasm. Here's my, I'm going to look at everything going on today with the Dave Canales glass half full outlook. I believe David Tepper knows what his problems are. And I believe, here's the optimistic part, he's trying to fix them. I don't know if he can. I don't know if he has solved it yet. I don't know if he has conquered the demons that have, have plagued the, the Panthers in his half a decade running the Panthers. But I believe David Tepper hears us. A six-year contract shows that he is trying to give patience to this hire. A six-year contract shows that he just fired a guy after 11 games, and that didn't make him think, hey, I better keep this next guy on his toes. He, it made him think, 
Six years to a first-time head coach. He knows the issues that people have with the way he handles his franchise. Now, the, the big question is, can he handle the impulses, right? It's one thing on a quiet January afternoon when you're negotiating with an agent to say, I understand this is probably a multi-year rebuild. I understand that Dave, meaning Canales, is probably going to need, you know, one year to reset the culture, one year to get some pieces, one year, and then maybe year three or year four you'll be able to compete. It's one thing to think that in January. It's another to think that week eight of next season when you may have only won two games, which would be, be an improvement. It would be half the dime it took you to win two games <laughs> last time. It'd be an improvement. It, 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 it's, it's a whole other beast to be in that moment. When an assistant coach runs around the head coach to tattle on someone to the owner, does David Tepper say, I'm giving him patience, or does he say, all right, yeah, yeah, what do he say? What do he do? Why, why? Oh, you don't like that? Why? No, gossip with me. Come on, man. Give me the juice. Give me the tea. Spill the tea. When someone yells at him, here's the, the metaphorical, but you'll get where I'm going with it. When someone yells at David Tepper, can he stop himself from throwing the drink? I think we all knew that David Tepper knew he wasn't supposed to throw that drink. Couldn't do it. Couldn't stop himself. That's what it comes down to now. You, For better or worse, you chose Dan Morgan. For better or worse, you, and I think a lot of input from Dan Morgan, chose Dave Canales. I'll tell you this. Is it the right hire? Is it the wrong hire? Those questions are kind of out the, the business, right? Those questions are done. He was, he is the hire, right? It's I, I saw a great clip the other day uh, with Mike Vrabel because Mike Vrabel, I thought, was going to come in for an interview with the Panthers. So I was like, let me dive in. Let me learn everything I can about his coaching style. And I caught a mic'd up segment of him at a practice. And one of the first things he said at the very first rookie minicamp this past year uh, actually two years ago, is the Malik Willis year, was I don't care if you're first round or eighth round. Once you're on the team, your, drafting, your draft status doesn't matter. Now, that's not fully true, but to a coach, that's a good way to think about it. That's kind of how I'm looking at Dave Canales. Now, whether you were my first choice or my last choice, whether Dan Morgan was the right hire or the wrong hire, I think it was the wrong hire, that doesn't matter because you're the guy. So what you have now is a little bit of patience, probably a little bit more than David Tepper uh, gave to Frank Reich. Little bit. I wouldn't expect a lot of it. Little bit. And you have a, a very, very clear mission. I'd say three years. Start winning games. Yeah. This upcoming year could be rough. If you look at, by the way, the, the three other notable uh First-time head coaches that got six-year deals recently, Kyle Shanahan, head coach Dan Campbell, mm -hmm. D'Amico Ryans. D'Amico Ryans obviously is the, the, the gold standard, right? First year, go ahead and run to the playoffs. Dan Campbell won three games his, his first year. Three, 13, and one. And Kyle Shanahan won six his first year, four his second year. So Dave Canales, I mean, you were like three years from now, you better have it together. That's the standard mm -hmm. when first-time head coaches get the six-year deals. Third year, you better have it together. Up until then, you might start hot. You might win six games. Bold for starting hot. But that's yeah. what Kyle Shanahan did, then take a step back. Or you might be Dan Campbell and just 
slow and steady, three games, nine games, 11 games in the playoffs, still playing one of the last four. Just want to see progress. Even if it's two steps forward, one step back, it's still progress. Still a step forward. Exactly. That's all we want to see is progress. I want to see progress specifically with Bryce Young. Of course. The, I also don't want to get Brian Billick, uh, which, by the way, Brian Billick's it, I kind of treat it like a derogatory term, but okay. he won a he won a Super Bowl with the Ravens, so it it, it worked. In the early two thousands, it yes. worked. Brian Billick was the head coach of the Ravens. He was hired to be the head coach of the Ravens because he was the offensive coordinator of the high flying Vikings when it was uh, Randy Moss, Chris Carter, Randall Cunningham. They were out there just throwing it all over the yard. He then gets the head coaching job of the Ravens, wins a Super Bowl with a very, very mediocre to below average offense and one of the best defenses of all time. Yeah. So it's like, well, maybe Billick was, was, you know, you look at that defensive staff. It was Marvin Lewis. It was Rex Ryan. It was like, okay, maybe those guys were the reason for the win. For Dave Canales to, to prove his worth as a hire, he needs to get Bryce Young going, right? If If – if he you know, grabs a great defensive coordinator and they win seven games next year with one of the best defenses in the league and Bryce Young is still a mess, I'm going to go, well, I'm not sure how much credit I'm giving to Dave Canales on that one. You got to do what you were brought in to do. He was brought in to fix Bryce Young. And if you want to stumble into a Super Bowl like Brian Billick, that's fine too. Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. I'm Tim Donnelly here with Coach Pete of Capital Financial Advisory Group. Coach, is it still true that a million is enough to retire on? Tim, maybe and maybe not. The most important thing is to get a real plan that gives you income you never outlive. We'll give that away to the next 10 people. Call right now. The number to call, 800-691-3215. Text TIM to 600-700 if you're interested in texting. Once again, that phone number is 800-691-3215 or text TIM to 600-700 for that deal. Dave Canales is the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. We learned that yesterday. It does, like, uh, you know, what's the saying? Bleep rolls downhill. Well, also, like, decisions kind of roll downhill which means David Tepper had to hire a GM, Dan Morgan. Dan Morgan has to hire a head coach. Dave Canales, Dave Canales has to hire offense and defensive coordinators. Got to assemble that staff. Just, just doop, 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 doop. Rolls right on down. Dave Canales has never been a head coach before. One of the few things he has had likely very, very little to no experience that a head coach has to do is, is hiring, Right. Because a coach, like, think of the things that a uh, head coach has to do. Has to be involved in in the coaching of the players. Well, a coordinator does that. A position coach does that. Have to be involved in calling timeouts. Well, a coordinator, especially a play caller, definitely contributes to that, right? Like, hey, coach, uh, meaning the coordinator talking to the head coach. Uh, Hey, coach, we're going to need a timeout here if this play is caught in the middle of the field. Like, you're involved in those conversations. Personnel. Right, evaluating players that can fit into your system. Position coach, coordinator, both apply to that. But very, very rarely is the hiring process something they're involved in. As a position coach, for sure, coordinators might, but he was only a coordinator for one year. So I doubt as they were hiring him, he was turning around and hiring somebody else. And and there you go. That becomes his focus now. This is one of those things that is tough to prepare for. So let's take let's go offensive coordinator first, okay? Let's go offensive coordinator first. Who should Dave Canales be looking to hire as his offensive coordinator? 
Now, it's it's not one size fits all. The offensive coordinator for Dave Canales is not the same as the offensive coordinator for D'Amico Ryans in Houston, is not the same coordinator that you would have wanted for Frank Reich last year or Matt Rule before him or Ron Rivera before him. An offensive coordinator for an offensive play-calling head coach? I don't say this in a, in a like, downplaying their impact role, but but – an offensive coordinator for offensive play calling head coach is basically a trusted friend, right? It's a sounding board because they're they're not going to be the one calling the plays on on Sundays, so they have to be they're like a suggestion box, and somebody has to be completely and totally comfortable. You have to trust that person completely and totally that their suggestions are good that they won't be upset if you don't use their suggestions, that they're they're out for the, the betterment of you as much as they are out for the betterment of themselves and the team. Sometimes I like a mentor in that role, right? Like if if a, a head coach had somebody who early in their career was kind of the, the system they were drawing from and now they've fallen back, meaning their mentor has, you put them in that situation, they're going to trust each other. But more likely, I want a pal, right? I want a pal. I want a friend. I want a a comrade, a compadre that you can be completely honest with. I I want your like your best friend from high school, right? Who, if you say like, "Hey, dude, I think I think this week I was watching film. I think we could we could run the the double option, fake reverse, triple naked boot, deep ball to the uh, declared eligible third tackle." You need somebody that's going to look at you and go, it's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. Something that will hold you accountable. And go, yep, fair, needed that, head in the clouds, bring it back in. How do we feel about a dig route? (laughs) Like, (laughs) how do we feel about a play action post? (laughs) Much better. Reel it in. Off tackle for six yards? Nailed it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So so this, all everything I just said for, for Dave Canales leads me to one name. And he's actually, they just requested to interview him today. Brad Idzik. Who? Brad Idzik. He is the wide receivers coach for the Bucks this past year. And when we talked to Scott Reynolds yesterday of Pewter Report, he described him as Canales' best friend. Okay. That's that's all I need to hear. Because almost more so than being some really innovative mind, you just need trust and honesty there. You need comfort there. Right? You don't want to feel like you have to impress that person. You don't want to feel like you have to uh, – handhold that person and micromanage and watch them, you are going to be working together a ton. And you have to trust each other. Defensive coordinator for an offensive play-calling head coach is completely and totally different. This is how I describe the defensive coordinator when your head coach, Dave Canales, is the offensive play-caller, which he is expected to be. He's basically the head coach of the defense. It's it's very siloed off where it's like uh, occasionally the head coach is going to walk into the defensive meeting room, but that's just to check up on things, look around, ask a question, and go back to the offensive meeting room. That's what that when I played football my freshman year in college, that was our setup. And and that I mean usually unless you're like this true CEO head coach where you just hire coordinators and delegate. Uh, I think uh, Dan Campbell's kind of that way, mm-hmm. hires coordinators, and then he just worries about vibe and culture. Uh, but if you're a play caller, you like you got to spend time on that side of the ball getting ready to call plays. So the other side becomes almost its complete and total own entity. So you need a, a king of that castle. 
They need to be able to run the defensive side of the ball and not become a problem for the head coach and also not even need to ask the head coach a ton of questions. Right? You can't be sending your your uh, quality control coach over to the offensive meeting room. Every, hey, go ask Dave if he wants us on third downs to to pressure this week. I know the questions won't be that obvious. I'm just, you know, stupid one off the top of the head. Uh, but you can't be you can't be nitpicking and you can't be hey 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 hey, right? Like uh, I have I have a two year old almost three year old son at home. He's he's learned the word why, which. I, I, you you can get lost with nine whys in a row, right? Where are we going to the store? Why? Well, because we need to get uh, you know lunch for tomorrow. Why? Because we have to eat. Why? Oh goodness, no, no more questions, right? Your defensive coordinator can't be that to your head coach. It's because he's got to worry about the offense, right? Hey, uh, are we are we are we spying Lamar this week? Why? 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 Get get out of here, right? So so I'm looking at somebody that maybe was a head coach of the past. Pipe dream, and a caller brought this up yesterday. I don't think it's realistic, but I want to say it out loud. Just put the energy into the universe. Maybe David Tepper will cut a giant, like a head coach worthy check to get him as the defensive coordinator. Mike Vrabel. Uh, not going to go down that path too too aggressively because I don't think it's truly possible. I think he'd rather sit out than be a DC. But you know who is. Interviewing for defensive coordinator jobs? Brandon Staley. Yeah. Former head coach of the the, the Chargers up until partway through this year. Mm-hmm. He was a good defensive coordinator before he got the Chargers job. Usually the ones that become head coaches are. so. And some guys, just, we, we talk about it all the time, they just might, every good coordinator is not a good head coach. Some guys are just better at coordinator. If Staley was was willing and, and had some kind of relationship with Canales that they could trust each other, I love that. But how about this for a name? Wink Martindale. I know he's never been a head coach, but he's been around enough that I don't think he's going to be the squeaky wheel that needs the grease from the head coach. He'll take that defense. He'll be aggressive. He'll 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 blitz the heck out of it. He's been around the NFL forever. I think you want an established name. Most recently with the New York Giants, by the way. Most recently with the Giants, and apparently he did not vibe with Brian Dable at all. Uh, and some of the rumors about how that relationship ended are kind of hilarious. Um, I'm not going to go into them because I, you know, the the confirmations of it haven't really been up to standards. But and a lot of words were not allowed to repeat if, on air because the you, FCC things like that. If you, you have know? a solid like 15 minutes, you're looking to kill. You're you're uh, in in line somewhere, and you know it's going to be a while. You're at the doctor's office. Just you, you can Google that one on your own. But uh, but if Martindale and Canales vibe, if they if they kind of get along with each other, I'd love that one, right? But Martindale could literally tell Canales, "Hey, you deal with the the offense. I'll be here with the the big picture stuff, you know, on Thursdays. But other than that, we'll we'll silo this off. You take offense and head coaching stuff. I'll take the defensive stuff off your plate. That's what I'm thinking of for defense coordinator. And and if you're saying, what about Edgero Evero? I handled that yesterday. Uh, you can go back and find it on the podcast. Are you ready to buy or sell your home? The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to JimAllen.com and start your next move today. That's JimAllen.com. The Jim Allen Group. Your partner in real estate.